0: Down at 20. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Third and 20 Dynasty Podcast. I'm JT joined by Frank and Lunas. No Jake this week. Uh, we are through week four of the NFL regular season. So, uh, probably a little over a quarter of the way through your, your fantasy football regular season right now. Um, and I'm just going to kick it off with we've had some rough fantasy football performances from certain people. Obviously, we've talked about breakout players last week or in the weeks prior like puka nakua tank dell nico collins those guys are looking good um this week we're gonna focus more on the the downside the bad players and rough teams and i'm just gonna kick it off with you guys uh we had the london game falcons versus jaguars absolutely brutal some people could only watch it if they were into the uh finding their streams on certain sites um they had to watch the um Disney plus version where they're all cartoons. Um, but the Falcons and Jaguars uh, played in London. It was not good for the Falcons. Desmond Ritter threw interceptions on back-to-back plays. Um clamorings for Taylor Heineke on Twitter. Uh, Arthur Smith said, no, that's not going to happen. But essentially, the pass catchers for the Falcons have been brutal uh, in terms of fantasy output. Uh, Desmond Ritter, downright awful. What are your guys' thoughts on this Falcons team? Where do you go going forward? Is this a buy opportunity? Is this a get out like at a perceived low, but it's just going to keep going down? What are you guys doing?
1: I think right now, realistically, we're, you're probably in an annoying purgatory situation, but yeah. I am not as panicked on the Falcons players as other people are. Obviously, if you're a contender right now, you're in a little bit of a rough position, but... I think that even with Arthur Smith as the coach, you can have Kyle Pitts and Drake London be successful. I think the problem is easily more so Desmond Ritter than Arthur Smith. Like, obviously, Arthur Smith, this is not a favorable scenario. But we've seen players like AJ Brown and Corey Davis both be top 24 receivers with AJ Brown being like a, a low-end wide receiver one, mid-tier wide receiver one. And it was because the offense was an elite offense, right? Tannehill was at least getting the job done. Ritter is not getting the job done. Right? So whether that's he improves or Taylor Heineke becomes the the QB or Arthur Smith gets fired, I think that there's so many paths. For these players that are talent, that have basically to me proven that they're talented, it's not them that's the issue. That I would rather be in than panic sell or anything. It's it's just it's not going to hold for for the long term, in my opinion.
0: Um, go ahead, Lance.
2: I was just going to say, yeah, I think selling either of them uh right now would be a big mistake. And kind of going off Frank's point, like we know these guys are t- like. Uh, what is it, Kyle Pitts had the only 1,000-yard season as a rookie tight end in NFL history, I think. Or maybe, like, he's one of two players to ever do it. Um, But so, no, I'm not. I'm just concerned about, like, more so just the rest of this season. And I guess if you are thinking to buy, do you think it'd be cheaper in a couple weeks if they're sticking with the quarterback-coach combo? I do think at some point later in the season, Heineke will become the starter, and it'll be a nice boost for those two guys. Because I do agree, like, as annoying as Arthur Smith is, I think the QB play is kind of been like the main thing that's been fucking them. Because Des- Desmond Ritter's not, at least in my opinion, the top thirty-two quarterback in the NFL. Um and I think Heineke will be a small boost over him. But so no, I think selling either at this point will make a big mistake. Well, I mean it would be a big mistake as like frustrating as they may be.
0: Here's here's a trade that I've actually been seeing happen uh, multiple times. Um and I think it's one of the more popular ways of pivoting off. A lot of people are trading their Kyle Pitts for Sam Laporta. What are your guys? That. Yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think that's?
1: Yeah, I'll be on the Kyle Pitts side, but the fact of the matter is, is that Sam Laporta has a pretty darn good chance right now of finishing higher. It's going to be interesting with Jameson Williams getting back. If that even helps Sam Laporta, if the Lions' offense can really start hitting their strides in the passing game, but. I, I think more times than not that hurts Laporta a little bit. Dude, I, I think that the tight end position right now is just in a in a really wacky spot right. because none of them have really played up to their expectation. I think maybe Mark Andrews is the only one that is kind of been playing his way, other than these rookies, right? A Laporta just going crazy. Um You know, I think a lot of these guys, even Kelsey hasn't really been insane insane um so yeah i think that we're gonna see a whole different landscape from this point in the season on where we have some tight ends that you know write
0: their early season woes um sticking with the tight end talk for like 30 more seconds before we uh wrap up the falcons I did see online that allegedly this is one of the worst starts that tight ends have had in, in years. Like there haven't really I been many it. good tight ends. Um, Darren Waller, who we all saw, uh, we're recording this Tuesday night. We saw him last night on Monday night football. I think he only had two or three targets. He's still a tight end. Tw- uh, he's a, he's a tight end one. He's a top 12 tight end. Um, currently, which isn't
2: five or six a game. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a terrible landscape right now for tight ends, but we'll see if this pace continues or whatnot. It does have me intrigued for certain players that just haven't gotten the shine yet, where maybe I could pick them up cheap and maybe they end up being something important. The ones that come to mind are Darnell Washington, um, especially now with Fryermouth battling, I think it's hamstring. We're going to talk about the Steelers in a little bit. Um... And the other one that I was thinking of is someone that I think we've tried selling before and just haven't had many biters is Jelani Woods. Um, he's been on IR for the Colts. I thought Anthony Richardson was not going to be a viable quarterback, similar to that of Desmond Ritter, except, you know, just more explosive. Um, turns out he can pass the ball. So, you know, if, if that's the case, and there's not really a whole lot going on outside of Michael Pittman and maybe Josh Downs on on that Indy offense, um, johnny Woods could be another cheap buy where he could give you top twelve tight end production just based on how low the bar is. Yeah. And then maybe there's extra upside there. Um that's just what I'm looking at. But after that quick intermission. Do we think uh, Jonathan Taylor's coming back this week? I don't know about this week specifically, especially because they canceled practice today, I think. So I don't know how much run he's gonna have with this team, uh with the the Colts this week, plus the whole contract situation. Yeah. What that entails, um. So I wouldn't count on it. Uh. But back to the Falcons, we're we're saying the same thing for Drake London, right? Like it's just like yeah, we just gotta wait it out. Okay. Um, are you
2: sending offers for those two right now?
0: Oh, or are if, you waiting a little bit? I mean, to be fair, I have Kyle Pitts in most of my leagues. <laughs> um, yeah, I've not I haven't been a couple him. um Drake London, I would. Yeah, I definitely would. I mean, he had like a thirty percent target share, maybe like a smidge below that in his rookie year, which is unheard of um it's just the fact that there hasn't been the the other thing though is like i don't think drake london's value is as depressed as kyle pitts is because drake london you have been able to start like he scored a touchdown last week he's been giving you points not what you want from drake london especially if you expected him to be like a wide receiver two this year uh but he's been it's not the end of the world if you start him. Where with Kyle Pitts, he's giving you like four points a game. It's terrible. It's infuriating. Um, yeah. On to my team, the New England Patriots, where they just got walloped by the Cowboys, absolutely destroyed. Um, Mac Jones was eventually benched. Uh, it was the worst defeat in Bill Belichick's career, it was the worst um, halftime deficit that they're down, worst defeat overall. Um, it was said that max jones is still the starter but yeah this team i'm at the point i've been texting my friends i'm just looking for the 2024 draft <laughs> i think this offense is just dreadful um not to mention we don't really care about defense here but a uh, few defensive injuries again this week uh Matt They're two best players yeah. On defense. yeah so the patriots are just we'll beat the jets because that's what always happens but other than the jets i don't know how many <laughs> wins this team's going to have um, so I'm just hoping for some elite talent here. But yeah, as far as the Patriots' offensive weapons, we've gotten to that point where they're playing games with the running backs with Zeke Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson. They said Zeke was going to be a starting running back, he just wasn't. Um, and then Ramondre did have a decent run, but against the the Cowboys, none of these offensive weapons were worth it. Um, these pass catchers, I think, are useless like i don't i don't really want any of them in dynasty um maybe demario douglas like just for a cheap roster spot but i don't even know if he's going to be worth anything i'm just scrapping this whole team i guess though the items of note for superflex and what we're talking about here though are mac jones um and Ramondre stevenson are probably the two that people are most concerned about um my thoughts on mac jones are not the guy uh they're gonna move on from him at some point. I think he gives you cheap QB two value in Superflex, and I think he'll be on another team uh be as the starting quarterback. I just he's just a cheap quarterback too, though. It's nothing he's not ever going to progress to more than that. He's kind of just a worse Kirk Cousins. I don't know what you guys think, but it's not From
2: really. He was making like just throwing completely across his body on the. Yeah, he did twice. <laughs> yeah, he got away with it the first time. But then uh, what was I going to say? I think kind of more so the question like I've been wondering, do you guys think Mac Jones is a starter in two seasons in the league? Yeah. Because yeah. I can I, see. I, with, I'm so... not
1: necessarily guaranteed that he'd be a starter, but in that second year. I Or at least in that point in time, he would be in the ring. He'd be in the running to be the starter in the offseason in, like, a quarterback battle. Yeah. And one kind of the of things favorite that favorite I season. struggle with with Mac Jones is that, first off, the Cowboys have kind of been making everyone look like that, all the opposing quarterbacks that they've played. And B, yes, a, a, like, a lot of the offensive struggles are on Mac Jones, but – i don't think they all are so how do we separate that and whether or not mac jones can actually still develop into a decent quarterback because we've had we've we've seen mac jones have success and we've all admitted that every year he's had a just a dog shit offense um and like Now, with his price probably being at an all time low, like what is he worth right now? Maybe like a mid second if you're lucky right now. now I think you'd
2: hope for a mid second.
1: Yeah. I I just think they're
2: going to be an interesting position because the Patriots schedule is like pretty brutal uh, coming up and they're in a really tough division. Uh, Like JT said, they'll get their win over the Jets like they always do, but playing Miami and Buffalo uh, a couple times each. It's I think they're gonna be in position to be able to draft one of the I don't know how many first Sean QBs there ends up being this year, maybe like four or five.
1: Uh dude, it's early they're, in the season to be saying that. Cause you're saying like top fiver. I don't I don't think Belichick finishes that five, poorly, like, dude. I don't think this team like is that bad.
0: The Patriots? Yeah, but top they're, that's a big they're, difference
1: they're, we saw this year. If you're sitting at ten, that's miles away from Drake May, probably.
0: Yeah, I'd assume so. I I don't think this team would be in a good position to draft a quarterback simply because of how bad some other teams are. But I mean, big defensive they, injuries. Offense. They just lost. Yeah, I, I agree with
1: that. But I I think a it's a little short term thinking that line of thinking, and B, dude, this is still Bill Belichick and the and the Patriots still have other. All right, really let me put you on the spot. Six, six wins,
0: over under six wins. I'll do so five and, and a half, half. Five and a half. Or, or five, five and, and a half. half.
1: Okay. Five and a half. I'll take the over. I'll say that the Patriots are getting six wins.
0: Okay. So I mean, if I look at,
2: um, that's a good number to put it at, because I was gonna guess like five or six.
0: You're gonna say five or six? Yeah. Right before you said the five and a half. So um, I mean, that puts you at like, four. if you're saying six wins, three, four, five, six, that puts you at like the seventh or eighth pick. Roughly, you're probably not getting. You're probably not getting. Not getting Drake May. You're not getting. Maybe you
1: know, the thing is, is that it's so it's so hard to determine right now which cute like is a guy yeah, like going to end up smashing all the boxes and continuing to be a a really good draft well, prospect, not. or is he going to be just cooked? Right. The the fact of the matter is, though, is that you're. If you are not in the top five picks, top six picks, if it's a really stacked draft class, like six or seven, you're just not there. You're not getting the tier oneers. You kind of at that point, you're at the mercy of other teams picking like a corner or a tackle or a pass rusher and just foregoing a QB or, or foregoing a trade.
0: And, and no teams trading, yeah, yeah. Um, five or six wins put you. In the top five, I think it puts you right there by the top five. It's just I don't know, kind of luck of the draw. I,
2: I do also want to touch on. Quick, I know we were talking about Mac Jones, but you brought up the other name. I, I would not uh, try to sell Ramondre Stevenson right now. I still am a big Ramondre Stevenson fan. I don't know. It's been a rough stretch just because the offense hasn't looked great. But if anything, I would like maybe check out like his price across a couple weeks um, because I I'm still a believer in him
1: i don't dude the 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 problem i have with Ramondre is that what if i could still get a first for him and now Mm -hmm. now my my gears are turning a little bit thinking like this might be this last point in history where i can get that first for Ramondre. listen i don't think holding him is a bad idea he's a good player i agree but what if you just use this opportunity as a as a pivot to another running back that's cheaper that'll hopefully give you that rb2 level production probably has a little bit less ceiling and you net some high value draft capital
0: if i could flip my Ramondre for a first i definitely would
1: i don't think that's an unrealistic trade given the running back situation of the league right now
0: agreed i i don't have any updated i wish i could see new trades so like Um, I mean, I'm not exactly sure off the top of my
1: head who I would go into at the running back spot, but someone that comes to mind. um, I mean, you might be able to just see if you can corner the Panthers' backfield with other menial picks and assets on your team. Um,
3: So this, uh, this hasn't
0: been updated since September 23rd, whereas Ramondre in a third for Quinn Johnston in a second is the most recent trade. Say it again. Ramondre in a third. So this was a little over a week ago. Ramondre in a third for Quinn Johnston in a second. Interesting.
1: If it's over a week ago, that, that sounds like it's being traded at a, he's being traded at a first round pick valuation, if not slightly higher. Yeah. yeah I think I.
0: it's, I, yeah. I think you can, you might have to get a little creative. Yeah, but it may
1: can. not be every league, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to think, like, what other running back would you want to get into for, like, if you could trade, like, a second or a second and a third, or other, like, random receiver, like a Jacoby Myers, maybe.
0: Um, we're talking running back. Let me think here real quick.
2: Um, if you're a contender, I still like, uh, like the James Conner and Aaron Jones as as buys because um, when they've been on the i mean outside Aaron Jones first came back from injury it was terrible, but when he played week one and was healthy, uh he had a good uh week. those are two backside buy unless
3: if you're a rebuilding team, I'd probably just keep picks yeah
0: um, um, I'm looking at the i mean Alvin Kamara is probably a decent shout. I don't know exactly what his value is at this point um they came back and had like thirteen targets. But he's probably someone I'd be looking at. Um, I think you can get Mostert
2: pretty cheap with all the A chain hype, and Mostert is still getting pretty good usage.
0: I gotta be honest, guys, this running back landscape super (laughs) big.
3: It's super (laughs) big.
0: Besides, like, and like a lot of like the new ones that come up are like young running backs.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: Because a lot of like the, the decent
2: ones now are like guys who are first or second year guys, where people are gonna overvalue them. So it becomes kind of tricky to be able to trade into one.
1: Well, I think right now, Derek Henry, this is a pretty good – it feels like his value is suppressed a little bit. I still think he's an RB1 level producer this season. So he's the type of dude as a contender that you might be able to pick up a cheeky little RB1 for non-first-round pick types of things.
0: I'm still weary about Derrick Henry. I don't know. His snap rate has still been super low. Um I just think more times than not, he's gonna be he's gonna be just better than Camara. Maybe. Maybe. Um first time doing standard, what receivers are best to target? My current are DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley. Are we talking like yeah, new buildings?
1: First time standard. So is that standard scoring? What, what yeah, I'd, standard? I'd assume
0: non PPR. Ooh,
3: yikes. Um... <laughs> Ooh, oh, non PPR. Um...
0: I, I think it depends on. We need more context. Like, what are, I you think lo- it, are you looking at that? Right point, now? I guess what kind what of are, are you like trying to
2: win now? Or are you trying like, a reposition? If you're trying it?
1: to win now, yeah, Lunis, you're lagging a lot. You're going to have to figure that out. Um, if you're trying to win now, you just need re- good receivers on good offenses. You can't do that game where you're, like, because, like, DJ Moore, um, while he has been producing pretty well, he and he might just – his value might be so suppressed with the Bears – what's been going on there it's not worth trying to move him but you just got to find a way to weasel into those dudes that are attached to those elite qbs and can really have that high level ceiling because without without those receptions kind of like bridging the gap it's purely just production right you that's the if you're targeting receivers if that's going to be your strategy
3: yeah um
0: i kind of want more context before i figure out what to say here so hit us up with like what your Um, team build is what you're looking for
1: i so if i were to do a trade i think potentially cooper cup now the buy window may be over but if he misses this week because it sounds like he's going to miss this week and maybe that injury window is still there um, he's someone that can probably give you like Stephon Diggs level production and you you'd probably just have a better time buying than Stefan Diggs. Um, Deontay is another player. Let's say a guy that drafted Deontay, his team isn't very good. You might be able to pick him up at a relatively favorable price, and maybe the Steelers figure it out. That's probably not a great buy though. Um
0: well, Let's get into the Steelers talk because they're next on our on our thing. Um Kenny Pickett, I guess, avoided major injury, um, but this yeah, offense dude, is we're not just
1: we're this this, <laughs> and I I ha- I hate our fan base, but I do agree with them. Like Canada's just not it. I I disagree with their reasoning for why Canada's not it. They just think that he's like the worst thing to ever exist, and I I don't agree with that. I just think it's one of these scenarios where the offense is built around running the football every Matt Canada offense to ever exist, their running game has been good and it's predicated around running the football. And then all the motion pre-snap with, with like those little screens and whatnot all work when the defense has to respect the run. So you don't do that. You're cooked. And that's the reason why this is not working out. Um, he His past concepts, I just feel like it's old shit. So I don't really like it. And the Steelers are gonna not panic fire Matt Canada, so we're gonna have to deal with this until at least for another week. If it's really ugly again, they might fire him and figure it out in the bye week. But I think for the foreseeable future, at least half the season, the Steelers' offense is just gonna be cooked.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with everything
2: on Canada. Uh, I don't think it's like like. And it will be all like, completely as well, like some people online are. But I do think, obviously, they need to make a change. I'm more interested in terms of uh, specifically regarding Kenny Pickett. If you have him right now, are you just holding and hope that he turns it around? Are you thinking maybe I can still sell him now for like pretty decent value? Like how much faith do you have in him? Kind of, I guess, more long term as a starter.
1: Uh, that's a tough question to answer because I have him in one of my orphan leagues and I couldn't sell him for a first in the off season. So I was like, all right, time to hold and ride the train. And I am regretting that decision. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know what to do because I feel like I don't want to sell for the second, uh, simply because if he comes back from injury and then comes and struggles still, he's probably still worth a second round pick, right? So what's the point of me mass offering out a second round? I already couldn't get a first round pick, so I'm not going to be able to get a first round pick still. I'm just struggling to yeah. see why I would panic sell right now because I'm, I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh, Kenny Pickett's completely done. He can't figure it out. And if I, I think I have a little bit more time before I can't get the second.
3: I
0: agree um, with you. um Go ahead, JT. He's been a below-average quarterback his entire time. Yeah, that's one of the issues. So it's just like.
1: But the Steelers have been in a, a below-average offense at the same time.
0: Yeah, but I don't think you like. What excuses can we really afford, Kenny Pickett, that we can't like? I think Jones the
1: issue okay here's here's one of the issues and you might be able to apply this to mac jones too which is why it's an annoying evaluation i just think fundamentally the way that this offense thinks is is not going to fit because they're this offense wants to control the defense they want the defense to to be on their heels right like all these little things are consistently getting like, oh, four yards here, six yards here, right? Oh, a nice little chunk here, another four yards here. The the offense is constantly behind the chain, so none of it works. And Kenny Pickett is consistently just doing all these small little, like conservative little throws. Right? It's almost like the difference that we saw from Zach Wilson in that primetime game, right? He finally goes out there, And at the top of his drop is just fucking letting it loose, ripping the football. Like, that's what this offense needs to be. I do think if you bring in someone that brings a little bit of that in with the weapons that we have, he could start to cook a little bit. That's kind of what we saw at Pittsburgh um, in
0: college, at least.
3: Yeah, but it's just.
0: I know what you're saying and everything, but we haven't seen it yet and to me someone that's a career 11 touchdown 13 interceptions to start a season hasn't done anything yet i'm just i'd rather sell on what's the perceived floor for kenny pickett and just get out now at the value of a apparently he's still rated what should i trade him for
1: what what's the trade what should i offer out in my orphan
0: league allegedly he's valued the same as sam Howell. And I'm way more confident in Sam Howell. I don't know if you could get that done. So let me try and figure out what around that value. I'll even go down a little bit and just say. Just like pure
1: rebuilding perspective. Like, so if there's any other assets or players or whatever I should be offering for. I'm Because I okay. am curious.
0: So Kane Pickett's currently the 110th ranked asset on Keep Trade Cut. I probably will say just under 130 is probably more so what you could get so now that i'm scanning i think moving him straight for baker mayfield is a good play i just think baker mayfield's actually been pretty good like he's shown flashes he had good seasons he's done stuff i think he's in the league longer than kenny pickett is if you're looking for a quarterback just a one for one flip um in terms of what else i move him for as i keep scrolling down here Straight down to jack wilson i mean he's back I would not do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, do that. I'm just thinking, like I probably none of the receivers below him. I feel like are worth moving off a quarterback into. So then we're kind Who of talking. Of I mean, all right, Go. Cool. I gotta go back to the ones before. Do you
1: think I should? Do you think I could get Taiji Spears straight up for him?
0: Very league dependent. I'm sure that that can happen in certain leagues. I mean, their ranks like right around the same on keep trim cut. I just know for a fact, like Luke Musgrave is ranked one fifteen, Kenny Pickett's ranked one ten. I just don't see that trade ever happening where you're getting Luke Musgrave. I can't believe Pickett.
1: Musgrave is that low.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised he's, he's not
1: higher.
0: He's not had the sharp increase that like Laporta has. Because
1: um, like someone, like Zach Charbonnet has really been holding that that value pretty well. That's surprising to me.
0: Yeah, my thing. So, I, I don't know if you're looking on keep trade cutting down as yeah. well. Like, the wide receivers just don't look worth it moving into. Maybe if you're a big Josh Downs guy, but I'm like, I think he's okay. I'm not trading off a quarterback into him, though. I'll say that much. Um, so, it's either you gotta you gotta, gotta do that one for one swap, can you pick it for Baker Mayfield, which I think could get done uh, just because we've seen Baker Mayfield already. Go to different teams. Kenny Pickett still has; he's on that team. He's got good weapons. Yada yada. Or you got to go for picks, which don't feel great. Or you got to try trading up, like Kenny Pickett plus. But I just don't know what that gets you. You know. I think I I think
2: I lean more towards Frank's side in terms of I'd rather hold because and I don't even think he's going to keep going down. I know, but, like, I could see, like, ways for him. First off, I don't think Pittsburgh, to get this out of the way, they're not going to have a bad enough record to get any of, like, those top guys, um, which. I'm not even worried. worried. I'm worried about,
0: like, Mitch Trubisky. I'm I'm worried about. I'm not
2: not as worried about Mitch. I think, like, there might be, if he just puts together a couple of good games at the end of the year, uh, if they bring in, like, a new OC this summer, maybe he gets, like, a small boost off of that hype, similar to what Mac Jones got last summer. When they brought in uh, Bill O'Brien to replace Matt Canada, and then I think maybe around then, you so, so the, uh, when he's like entering as the starter next season with a new OC,
1: if he's entering as the starter, um, uh, yeah. The so the issue from a player perspective that I have with Kenny Pickett is that I can understand like the offense just being shit from like a a philosophical perspective and some of the play calling and the predictability and, you know, all these excuse kind of things, right. That are, I think a lot of it is valid, but I just hate how Kenny Pickett still has not made any improvement at his just pure drop back passing. If anything, I feel like he's worse at it this year than he was last year. He still bails on pockets that he shouldn't be bailing in, and there's still a lot of just missed throws, and a lot of them easy. So, for all the good that he ever does, there's, like, too bad. He can, like, develop, but... That is a little bit scary, and that is the back of my mind right? I'm on my fucking orphan team. It's not like I have value to just play around with oh, what if he figures it out? Fuck it, who cares? I have other quarterbacks like no, I'm trying to stonk over here
0: i found I found my um my move. what we're gonna okay. do is we're going to take Kane Pickett and we're gonna add on a little smidge. I don't think it has to be a whole lot um according to keep trade cut, it's basically nothing but you know it's A lot dependent. on a third. Okay. Can you pick it plus a third? I don't think it'll even have to be that much. What you're going to do is you're going to get Will Levis and you're going to get a second. And then you're going to wait. What if I have Will Levis? Well, that's a problem. Then you're going to (laughs) get Malik Willis. (laughs) And you're going to wait. Because at some point, this team is going to be like, hey, we're moving on from Ryan Tannehill. There's going to be that drumbeat of hype. And you don't even care. You're just going to move on right from there. You're going to take your Will Levis and you're going to take your second. And then you're just going to move into a different quarterback who you actually like um because i think what's going to happen is will levis is going to gain value he's going to be probably around what kenny pickett's worth um at the time like i think kenny pickett's going to go down a little bit i think will levis is going to go up a little bit they'll meet in the middle then you'll have your second on top of that and you just move or you know maybe you move will levis for another second or something and then you just trade kenny pickett for two seconds which i don't think you would be able to do right now um so however that works i think that's probably the easiest way to build value and just get out of what i see as a flailing asset
1: okay so what's the trade i should offer here specifically
0: <laughs> well you have will levis
1: <laughs> yeah i have will levis
0: <laughs> well that's unfortunate all right let's come up with a different quarterback it doesn't um, have to
1: be a qb it could be fucking anything yeah but i, I just think.
0: i like keeping the key i like having the qbs right um I mean, <laughs>
1: Listen, I could always draft a QB. I mean, that's the plan to begin with, right? Like, what? Yeah. I, I know he's coming off like a
2: good week this week, so maybe like there's like recency. Bot, but what would it take on top of
3: Ticket um, to like pivot into a Geno Smith? Probably not much.
0: Was it even that good from a was fantasy it? perspective? Because, I mean, he was out for a decent amount. He threw one or two touchdowns. I mean, they're essentially even on keep trade cut. You would have to add an
3: Allen Robinson or Deontay Foreman. That's essentially even. Yeah. So maybe like that kind of deal if you're still yeah,
2: trying to win right now. Geno Smith, another in one. Your where league, in your orphan league situation, that's not really the case. Um, I
1: don't. I don't hate that trade at all. Actually, moving Kenny Pickett into Geno Smith. Like, dude, I don't. I have
2: much more faith in, in Geno Smith to be a starter for you. I agree with that. So
1: that's an interesting take where you kind of just try to move him into anything that's more reliable because Baker Mayfield is on the same wing leg, but I'm not <clears> as <throat> confident in Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah, for
2: sure. I mean, if you look at Geno's numbers for like between last season and the start to this year, he's been
0: like, he's been really productive. I mean, a lot more last year than this year, but. No, yeah, but this year he hasn't been bad. I know JSN
2: uh, managers are pretty frustrated, but (laughs) in terms of just Geno Smith himself, he's been... Because
1: the thing is, is that the guy that has Geno is also a rebuilding team. So if I make it a good value deal, I can get that deal done. Like if I really want to get Geno Smith, I can overpay slightly with... I have third round picks. I've generated a handful of them. I did one of those deals moving Jacoby Myers in the third for Luke Musgrave because... I just don't want to hold Jacoby Myers. I think he's a decent player, but... I thought, I thought that was a good
2: deal. I was surprised when you were worried that you may have... I, I guess, I don't know, I'm pretty high on Musgrave uh, from what I've seen so far this year. Um, I am too. So I, I that think that
1: weird. Musgrave is just a guy that's going to stick around and be a good tight end. Yeah, same. Um. So yeah, Uh. I guess all in all... Steelers offense, not super great. None of us really here are huge fans of Kenny Pickett long-term. <laughs> nope. I, I mean, I like our receivers, but, man, this, this ain't it, bro. This ain't <laughs> it. New York oh.
0: Giants. Well, We were just talking about Geno Smith. So, yeah, they got Geno Smith and the Seahawks sacked Daniel Jones 10 times. Geno um, Smith, on Monday Night Football. So, yeah, that's sure the first thing that needs to be
1: mentioned is that, I mean – the offensive line, not only are there just like communication issues, which I think are on Daniel Jones, a lot of them, but it, it's just their interior is getting blown up. Their tackles are just not blocking people at times from miscommunications. It's just a fucking... Evan looks yesterday. like a really bad bust. But um, so far, the thing is though, is that this offense was able to move the ball. It was just the red zone turnovers that absolutely killed them. So... While I think you take a team like the Steelers just getting completely walloped by the Texans and not being able to do anything, at least the Giant that could have been a really close football game if the Giants didn't turn the football yeah. over.
0: They had two fourth and shorts that they didn't convert, and then the Daniel Jones pick six. Um, oh, yeah, the pick that's the six game is... right there. Um, and, then and then also, like, you get
3: Daniel,
2: Jones back now. Daniel Jones fumbling at like his own 15 and
0: the Seahawks just at it. Yeah, like the Giants. Yeah, this is a game without. Dan- yeah, I, the thing is, this team. I know, but we, we can say that. But if you look at Daniel Jones' season as a whole, it's. Yeah, no, Daniel, Daniel really Jones. Daniel Jones is not good. The problem is, I don't know how to evaluate like the rest of this team, right? Because is Darren Waller washed, or is this just a case of this team so bad? Wanda Robinson's kind of looked exciting, but how exciting can he be on this team if they're not going to be scoring many points you know like i'll say this the cowboys have kind of been beating everyone down so i'll be willing to write off that game this game was also kind of an aberration it's just where we get to like we're talking about the cardinals game where they still weren't able to do anything against the cardinals which many people had as like a yeah, but I, uh, I mean overall. that but also like I know the game should have been closer, but still
2: like if you look at Daniel Jones like final numbers, this is the Seahawks defense they let Andy Dalton go up and down the field pretty easily. i think Andy Dalton had like three hundred passing guards with a washed up Adam Thielen and Terrace Marshall. That
0: like that just is the true. week prior. That is
1: true. Once again though, because I agree with that and that's the thing that I initially thought of, but the Giants moving the football wasn't it, it was at times, I, I agree, but they were able to have multiple drives where they basically drove the length of the field. It's just those turnovers that completely killed them. So, like, this is a struggling Giants offense, too. This is a Giants offense that was getting shut out by the Cardinals, right? A, a giant um, Yeah. So, I... I think a lot of it is because that offensive line is getting cooked and the miscommunications between Daniel Jones and the offensive line and, and, you know, some of the tight ends and running backs included, by the way, and it's completely destroying this offense. And now Daniel Jones is completely uncomfortable. Um, And I think you saw the the Seahawks had a good game plan a lot of that squatting on those underneath routes with those really athletic corners they couldn't do anything vertically and it was really um, ugly yeah
0: i mean i'm looking at the rest of the giants schedule and it doesn't look like they're going to find much relief against other teams defenses only they're starting two. you can already lock in 1 and 5 like
1: the next two games, they're getting it. I don't yeah. think you can ever lock in Whoa. anything in the National Football League because <laughs> sure. you have to remember. I think half of those sacks are just pure miscommunications. If you wipe those
0: off the board, yeah, now I'm just you're saying a completely different. Regardless, quality. though, they're not they're not playing. I know you don't want to pick defenses. I was not not saying, you, don't, you don't want you don't want to
1: lock it
2: yeah, in. Percent. But like, you're, they're on the road against two of if you want to argue the top five teams based off just the season so far.
1: Right. Yeah, in, it's not looking Miami, great, the but you can't <laughs> man. You can't lock anything in in the NFL. It's crazy it's out here. Um,
0: but where I'm going with that is, I don't think it's going to get much better in terms of strength and schedule. So it's does this team put it together with Dable? Does Daniel Jones figure it out? I I'll say I feel more confident in Daniel Jones figuring it out than I do Kenny Pickett or Mac Jones. But that being said, I don't. I'm not buying into the only thing is I think I wait a little bit. I don't like timing the market, but I think I wait a little bit, and I think I'll try and buy Wandale Robinson before the deadline because I think he's a he's an exciting Same. playmaker on this offense. I think he's the only one, other than Saquon, that I think has long term value.
1: I also I like wouldn't Wanda. panic sell on Darren Waller right now
0: no i think so i wouldn't panic joke. sell but i'm not going out and trying to buy the dip on darren waller either
1: i'm not sure i am either because i still think yeah. he's cooked yeah but he he will get he's consistently seeing a, a lot of targets still so no other tight end you can really have is that level of yeah. consistency all right let's get into the saints here um i'm a little bit panicked on the saints not from a oh my god this offense is completely dog shit but i do not think that this is going to be a good offense at any point in the future like i just don't think that they're average at best
0: can, can i kind of say something outlandish sure yeah thank you um i want uh, other than derrick Carr who I don't really care about. I think he's just always been a meh guy. I'm buying into the Saints team. I think Michael Thomas, be what he is, washed up or not, he's fine. I'm going to put him to the side. In terms of Alvin Kamara, I think he's good while he's around. I think he's fine. That's whatever. Kendry Miller, I think, is a solid buy as well, especially with the injury-depressed value that he's had. Um, and then coming back, not really doing anything yet, I think he's he could be a solid buy. But the two that I'm really in, I'll start off with my less outlandish take because I don't think it's that crazy. I think Rashid Shahid belongs in the league. I think he's someone that's worth rostering. I think he's going to be a long term play. You know, maybe he's not an exciting 14 point per game player, right? But I think he's someone that can give you those flex value points and he's super cheap. He's one of those guys. He's got great PFF receiving grades. Um, he did a lot in his rookie year with his limited opportunity. Uh, he's doing the same now. He's just an explosive, fun player to watch. I think he's fine. Where I get crazy is Chris Olave. He's so fucking good. Yeah, he's a stud. He's, currently, he's, wide, no he's currently wide receiver eight on keep trade cut. He, he might... I he think might a don't know receiver. Receiver, he might
1: be my wide receiver three. three. he yeah, might be be wide receiver three to have him be wide receiver three. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> oh, you have him at three. Well, it's, yeah, like uh, it's I Amin would still Amon Ross, CD, Chris Olave. No, there, there's like there's like a tier where,
2: uh, like like you said, the Amon Ross, CD. I don't know where you throw in, uh, like a Waddle or Devonte Smith in there. Devonte Smith yeah, is a tier below, um, especially because they're both number twos. I think Waddle yeah. is as
0: well. Yeah, Waddles. Alave I think Waddles currently above Olave and keep trade cut.
2: And and um, Olave doesn't have a touchdown this year yet either, right? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, but there's so no, no dip on Olave. It's
0: just once again, no, right? It's more. It's not not so much a dip, but like he could be higher. I think it. Yeah, I think it's a dip in terms of if anyone's trying to break into the top two at this point, like break into like that Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson tier. I think it's Olave. It. I don't think it's AJ Brown. I don't think it's Amon-Ra. I, I thought maybe CD had a chance, but I mean, it still depends. His target share is just not there this year, in what it was in 2022. These, been Giants, a these Cowboys heavy. have, yeah, these Cowboys have just been beating everyone down that they haven't really had to pass yet. So maybe CD, but right now I think just best chance. Who do I think? I think it's Chris Olave. Um So in that term, I think his value is this- down. There, disrespect there to puka
2: um <laughs> but no yeah frank pretty much uh i agree with jt i don't think it's like a dip i just think if, if for the amount of yards and catches and targets that he has he should have a couple this season and he would probably be if he had like three or four this year wide receiver four or three on keep trade cut. um so that's where i think it's interesting where he's like someone where like i've listed as like a buy high like, it's worth the high price that you'd pay for him, I think, at this
1: point. I, I think the value of acquiring an Olave is when you're in one of these trades where you're trading around big-time pieces, and you're picking him up at a Defa- Devontae Smith price, kind of what Devontae Smith was this off season. Um Like, what, it's like two firsts? Yeah, like, like a wide receiver. Two, two mid-firsts. That, like, that actual wide receiver eight price, and... You sell high on a guy like A.J. Brown at like a wide receiver four price, something like
0: that. Um, I've seen people try and do that. I don't know if it's happened. I don't know if you're able to move A.J. Brown for Olave anymore. I, I'm not sure either. Uh, but After after this week, though, where did AJ Brown have two touchdowns? Well, and the thing is, oh, is the past, the past when you have gone crazy. when you have a team
1: that is really trying to make a push for a championship, that's where a move like that can get done, where they're really chasing points. I think in a vacuum, you're right. That trade very rarely gets done.
0: True. All right, maybe it wasn't that outlandish. If you guys are both kind of,
1: well, no, I'm mostly just fully in
2: on Olave. um I might send out some dealers for Kendre Miller uh over the next couple of weeks. I think it'll be interesting. I don't know um kinda what their plan next season would be with Kamara and Jamal Williams. And I still like him. Um I like him on like a similar level to A Chain. I know Haina now everyone's like I don't know what it, what's his dynasty running back ranking gone up to. Who knows? He dude, he's 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 RB four in the season, and he had one point nine points after week two. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, RB four. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's currently running back eight on keep trade cut.
2: He's running back eight now.
0: Yeah, he is above That's Jonathan wild. Taylor and Saquon. That's and Austin Eckler.
1: Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. He People right, are going crazy by right A chain. Yeah, is, that, I don't think that's a thing, though. He is he's catching up to Brees Hall, Tony points. Pollard,
0: and Travis Etienne. Oh, man, man if I out.
1: can
2: between like, uh, between, between like the Brees between like the Brees Hall kind of like slight dip as he's recovering from his ACL and the Jets offense struggling, and then the A chain, if I could find out a way to flip A chain and like another asset on top into Brees Hall, I'd be all over that.
0: The, the most recent keep trade cuts revolving around A chain were a chain etn 2025 mid first it was keep aging uh trade etn cut the first keep agent wait i think he wants to be called a chan a chan trade jordan addison a chan trade jordan addison cut bryce young keep cooper cup trade i'll call him devon and cut bryce young so keep him trade metcalf cut keep etn trade him cut kenneth walker i don't know it's that's high value i don't know how we started talking about him though but yeah so i, I, know, think- I was
2: bringing up i was bringing up kendra miller and like kind of how coming oh. into the season those two backs were kind of viewed in the same tier, But kendra miller hasn't gotten i mean a train was ahead of him but like kendra miller yeah. wasn't super far behind
0: He's not going to be pushing into that running back eight territory, but I mean, right now, Kendra no. Miller on Keep Trey Cut is Man. considered the... H ain't
1: coming a far away from those healthy scratches
0: earlier yeah. in the year. Yeah. <laughs> Kendra's currently running back 33, as we've okay. seen. It only I mean, takes two good weeks. <laughs> well, it only takes a five point performance, and then you're up to running back eight. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that Denver defense. I don't know, so dude. I
1: with. I love me some eight chain. I don't want to sell mine. I just I I like them. Yeah, but if you could flip, like, I don't know, if you could, flip, how much? Yeah, how, why don't you what, give plus for Brees Hall?
0: I'm I'm offering. I'm offering. <laughs> ET- I'm offering eight chain. Brees Hall plus. I'm offering, <laughs> you, Hall. I'm offering you. I'm offering you Etn for him straight up. You're not accepting that,
1: dude. I just want my eight chains, man. I would but,
0: take Etn. What about Tony? I, mean, Pollard? I like Tony Pollard. I'm offering you Tony Pollard. Ooh, Tony Pollard is interesting. I probably would take these players. Okay, I mean that's like right around where he's ranked.
1: Because but yeah, the, I the problem know. is is that I think Mostert is still going to see like at least forty percent of the snaps, thirty-five yeah, percent of is. the snaps. He is no A. Chain. Even is not if A. Chain is a super world. beast, right? Like, I just. Raheem Mostert is really good yeah that's
2: what I'm gonna say Mostert is so great and he was one of the running backs I brought up earlier when we were talking about like cheaper backs you can uh currently trade for especially with the hype A-Chain's been getting no with A-Chain he's never going to be like a workhorse type guy you're just making on the Miami offense being I disagree with that
1: I think A-Chain could be a workhorse type guy I think that's a misconception about him even though he's not the biggest back in the world I mean that's what he was. That's what he did, and why Texas A&M College. was able to kind of turn their offense around. It's I'm just more so. Started handing the ball to him good. 25 times a game. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that will happen on this current offense. Yeah. Because of the because Raheem Mostert is good, and if Jeff Wilson comes back, I think that he is also potentially good enough to see the field. Wilson's solid. Yeah. yeah. He's he's just a good back. All right. Let's get into the Panthers.
0: Um, are we,
2: uh, the panic meter on Bryce Young? No, the immature.
1: No, not at all. Um, I I think Bryce Young is fantastic, man. I, I really like what I've been seeing out of him, which is you know you're, you're going to be the only person. I feel like I'm the only person saying that. Dude, the I anticipation know, throws that him and Stroud make are ridiculous? I think he's for been young fine. players,
0: and I, he's he's got no help. Where C J Stroud? No, he has he has zero help. C J Stroud's um, got Tank Dell and Nico Collins they're looking for reports are they're looking to trade for a big time wide receiver because they're not That's doing not bryce young justice currently i mean when terris marshall's leading your team in targets i like terris marshall he's getting 10 targets for this team i you're in trouble like, court, Jonathan and being nothing. so um, i think i think mm-hmm.
1: part of the issue with bryce young is that he just plays the game at such a ridiculous level And some of the passes that he makes are just so absurd that he just doesn't have that chemistry with the offense that some of the other guys that are able to make these throws do. And that's why instead of seeing these amazing touchdown passes, you see it bouncing off their face mask. And I also think potentially why you saw a guy like Andy Dalton come in there and have a little bit more success is that andy dalton is is just more used to running this nfl offense and will he doesn't have any upside but he's going to execute your game plan at a replacement level like above slightly above replacement level he's going to just kind of go in and do his thing and he's started in the league for a long ass time he can go in there and have success so give give bryce young real quick just all in all I think if you give bryce young some players that he actually gels with some people that he has that chemistry just one guy is really all he needs and yeah. i think you'll see him really turn it around
0: i don't even think it's turning around it's we've seen he's improving week over week so far i think i saw a- definitely his worst week and i think this has been his best week and it's just been constant slow steady progression and yeah. If you do end up getting him, someone—I don't know who that would be—who's in the market to trade their wide receivers and the wide receiver. Yeah, if they're there, able to, there'll
2: probably be there'll probably be a couple teams that start to shop guys. Um,
0: I don't know what the Raiders are going to do. Like, you, so you think like Devonte was on the block? I don't think they're going to move on from Devonte. It has yeah, to be I one of those younger up guys up to about to get a contract. But even so, I just i don't Do you know think what if those teams if the, are t higgins if the Bengals, no like why would the, the Bengals? like the Bengals are you draft marvin harrison they <laughs> can you imagine they're, they're not going to be that bad <laughs> the, the thing is like like those no, teams no. they're not going to be bad like they're going to be looking to be competing and, and you know fighting for playoff spots i don't think they're going to move on from their their top wire no. who's going to get a contract it would probably have to be something this off
2: season um I, I don't see a big time receiver. I think part of the Bryce young, because I'm, I was kind of making like joke of it earlier uh, with like him being like underwhelming, whatever. I think it's just more so like people have seen Stroud and Anthony Richardson get all this hype. So that's kind of has added to like some of the Bryce young hate. Uh, Cause yeah, you're right. He's zero weapons to work with. Um, he has had a lot of good anticipation throws and drop touchdowns. And he is wide receivers that can't get open, which just doesn't help at all. Um, I did see, which I know uh, the Dynasty Fantasy Football Reddit page is just kind of like always a shit show. But I I found it interesting because they did a thread earlier today that kind of uh, got a lot of traction with like, how would you re-rank the rookie class? Which I think is a terrible idea to do after four weeks anyway, because like guys like JSN and Quinn Johnson really haven't done shit either, but I'm still super high on both of them. And it's like interesting to see how like Bryce Young has fallen compared to like where people had him pre-draft. I think it's a mistake. I think it's reactionary. Um, but yeah.
1: Well, I think it's fine to say that you would rather prefer C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. Or Anthony right now, Richardson. No, yeah. I think that putting Bryce Young now just like tears and tears below his pre-draft ranking, I, I I think is where the mistake would be.
2: I saw a uh, a Bryce Young Puka Nakua debate. That had a lot of comments. I would still take Bryce Young, but it's crazy that that's a discussion.
0: I mean, Puka's valued a decent amount over Bryce Young on keep trade cut currently.
1: Yeah, man, Puka's crazy. I don't know how to value Puka. <laughs> he's leading the NFL in receiving. <laughs> it's insane.
2: Right. I don't know how to fathom Puka.
1: <laughs> it's this guy, he's literally it's like, Danny like, Rojas he, just running around he,
2: like. Is he like the dynasty of wide receiver three? Someone brought up a good comparison like with like how kind of people are dismissing it, like the production just because they were low on their draft grades earlier. People I thought it was a good comp. They were like, This is how no one got in on or not enough people got in on Amon early enough. Because they were like, Yeah, he's
0: producing,
2: but he was like a low round pick, slot
0: guy. Well, Amonra Amon didn't do anything you know, until the second half of the season.
2: Second half of this the season, is yeah. But right I yeah, this is wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> what what is what is Puka and Dynasty rankings? Why are 12?
1: The thing is, he's you can try 12, to comp yeah. it to something you've seen. I listen, man. I have not seen Puka well, doing very often. Right? Leading Le- the
2: NFL off. in receiving is, is nuts.
0: It's quite literally it's nothing, not, machine. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: But uh, dude, right. Stafford is fucking dealing, though. Can we just take a moment to appreciate that Stafford is out there? Oh, he, looks, the he looks amazing. Bill? This guy I thought is he was insane. Lost. Someone brought up the good point,
2: like, Puka Nakua is on pace, obviously, to lead the NFL in receiving. You look like the all-time great receiving seasons, Calvin Johnson, Cooper Cup, and then now Puka, all with Stafford. Yeah,
1: all with Stafford. He's carrying these receivers Stafford's for like years. He's mm-hmm. him.
2: <laughs> no, he's been impressive this year.
1: I thought he was I, I would love to see the Rams make the playoffs, man, With with this team. That would just be so fun. I think they got a
2: shot. I think one wild card spot, like the fifth seed is automatic between whoever doesn't win the division between Philadelphia and Dallas. Um, I think it's safe to assume Seattle will probably get one. I'd love um, to see I, Arizona. I don't, think, I don't think the NFC North is going to have <laughs> anyone outside of it. Arizona. Josh Imagine Dobbs,
1: Josh Dobbs because. going out there and leaving. I mean, into when's, the when's Kyler coming back? Kyler, I still think Kyler's going to be. Dude, back, you can't. You because. can't sit. You can't sit Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> you can. <laughs> I love Josh you Josh. can't put him back on the Josh. bench. <laughs>
2: he saved he saved my second QB spot so far, but I don't think they're both Kyler in
1: T Higgins though. Uh let's hit the Bengals real quick. I'm gonna imagine that we're all not pan- panicked on the Bengals. No. No, but
2: like if, if you have like if you're a contender and you have Joe Burrow this season, it has to be insanely frustrating. Because it's like yeah. you don't want to bench him because he's well, fucking Joe Burrow, but he's fantasy wise, he hasn't been a QB two.
0: I think there was a post so in the dynasty. There's a post in the dynasty fantasy football um, subreddit that was looking at how bad Joe Burrow has been. I'll see if I can pull it up. If
2: you, no, if you if you look at like the passing sets, like yards per game, quarterback rating, uh, yards per attempt completion percentage. He's bottom three in the NFL in every category.
1: I'm pretty sure that there's a good amount of kickers that have outscored Joe Burrow. I'm
2: not surprised, yeah. No, like I uh, with Zach Wilson's Sunday night game, Zach Wilson has like a better I uh, think completion percentage and quarterback rating than Burrow. Like he's it's been awful. Which so it's like I I, I feel um I feel sympathy for uh Burrow owners because you can't really bench him and but he's just been like dog shit this year, and I know that like we still all believe he's insanely talented. It's clearly because his injuries affecting him. Um, it comes to the point like are they just gonna rest him? But if they do at this point, they're they're one and three right now. Yeah, and they have some tough. Their next two games are easy, but then after that it gets really tough. Well, actually, one of their next two games is Seattle, so only one of their next two games is easy. Seattle looks so, good.
1: Joe Burrow, to put it into perspective how bad Joe Burrow has been. He would be a low-end kicker, too. <laughs> Dude, it's been bad, man. He's He is right at what Chris Boswell. He uh, Burrow's at 8.4. Boswell's at 8.5. And Boswell's kicker, 16.
3: <laughs> it, it's been
0: bad. Should you trade Joe Burrow for Boswell? People are asking.
1: So he would be he would be kicker seventeen.
0: Yeah, but to go back to your original point, Frank, I mean, I don't think anyone's truly panicking, but this is very much an injured Joe Burrow who teams are taking advantage of and teeing off on, and until he gets healthy or until they're able to give him some relief, right? I just think is not going to look good for the Bengals, um and the problem with that though is looking at their schedule
2: yeah like he's, I, get, he's I, getting outscored by like like zach wilson
0: who didn't even like desmond ritter um i i said the problem with i meant to say what the the nice thing about it is they have the cardinals this week then the seahawks next week so maybe yeah, he puts it together the cardinals.
1: yeah he they should start but start but going.
0: even if that doesn't happen he got the bye week in, in three weeks from now they'll get healthy they have a tough stretch right after the bye week but like at least that should be a healthy team going forward and at least you know this is a team that does play tough against good defenses so i don't think it's that much concern i think it's a team that's going to turn around in the coming weeks i'm not panicked at all
1: all right let's get into some trades that we're doing um, I can start it off if we need yeah, a trade ahead. that we're doing, unless you guys have a trade that you're doing. No, go ahead. So I was curious as to what you think about this. So on one of my super contender teams, I am a Darren Waller roster, unfortunately, even all, with all of my Darren Waller slander, I He went to the Giants and I, I decided to keep him. Mm-hmm. I could trade a projected early third for your boy, JT Hunter Henry, who has been one of he's actually been pretty good. He's 28. Is that a deal that is worth doing or is that just going to be too clunky for the roster and I should pass up on that and keep the early third? Like, am I ever uh, going to be playing Hunter Henry over Darren Waller? Or am I just going to keep playing Darren Waller? My backup <clears> tight end. Let me see. What my backup tight end is.
3: Uh, there's this league. Backup
1: tight end is not great. I've got Noah Fant.
3: I might rather Noah Fant than either those two.
1: Yeah, and like that's it. I've got no other tight ends.
3: Wait, you're saying it's a, a later early third for. Early ahead. third. What I would do then is
0: I think I would take that early third, package it with Darren Waller, try and move up that way maybe. I don't know. Actually, what does Darren do that Waller in an early third get you? Like allegedly it gets you thirty eight hundred keep trade cut points, but as far as the tight end range around there, that's not really I mean, maybe you could get George Kittle. Maybe.
1: I mean how is it worth maybe going Darren Waller plus for Pitts while well, Pitts is down even as a contender, yeah. just go real fucking crazy? Just Do, you think, do you think if, you can get
2: Pitts for Um Waller and a single first
0: now? Yeah. I've seen I looked on the, oh, uh, yeah, the trade. I yeah, I've seen trades of just Pitts for a first straight. Um yeah, because I think If you do that, I mean, you could just give up the third for Hunter Henry and just go that way. Then it's not clogged up. You have Hunter Henry to just do the same thing Darren Waller was doing and getting you seven points a game. Um, But you have the exciting Kyle Pitts to um, save your team at some point down the road when this offense puts it together. Um, Another option is maybe moving into Luke Musgrave. Darren Waller plus a smidge to get Luke Musgrave. Shouldn't be a whole lot, I don't think um getting out that way i feel like it would take like what on
2: t- uh, probably a second right to get musgrave
1: yeah uh, is it plus anything to get musgrave i listen uh, musgrave is apparently way cheaper than we seem to think on this podcast dude we this did. is <laughs> i would have guessed it would have taken like waller in like a mid to late second and to get tra- and on keep trade cut it seems to agree with the public compared to us because we, we I, are like Musgrave is in the first round territory and everyone else is like, nah, yeah. I ain't yeah, about th- This
0: is telling me Darren Waller plus a late third gets you Luke Musgrave. I don't believe uh, that to be true, but I don't think it's Darren Waller plus a whole crazy amount to get Luke Musgrave.
2: I think he's been... And then there have been so many plays where he's been open deep, but like Jordan Love has like just missed him or overthrown him.
1: Um, what is this trade isaiah pacheco a second and a third for jonathan taylor and josh downs Holy shit where do you see that in this league that i was asking you about this trade oh yikes isaiah pacheco. pacheco a second and a third for josh downs and taylor i like that indie
0: side pacheco is fooling people He's just <laughs> super aggressive is fooling people pacheco is not yeah. good He's
3: not
0: I mean, good. I don't. I don't, I, I don't think
2: good. he's bad. He's not. Like, good. He's he's like a, yeah. No,
0: he's, he's a not
2: okay bad. he's bad. not good. He's not yeah. good. <laughs> I no, I mean, he's not in the fucking stratosphere, as Jonathan Taylor? But, um, are we just thinking about guys that like we're sending? Because I have a couple guys that have like this week been like sending out offers. I've been trying to buy JSN over this week and last week.
1: What do you want? And him hope for? that there's
2: some people. So. I originally offered what would have been um, two mid seconds and the owner was like considering it for a bit. So um, if if I was able to do that, I would have been like freaking out and happy. I think I'm trying to think what's the veteran receiver I would like trade and then add a pick with to get into JSN. Um,
0: Terry McLaurin.
3: what you think like mclaurin and like mclaurin and what gets you on? i don't know i, Do that's think, I, was I think the people like, starting like because i think the mm, probably a mid later second i think like a late second Keep uh, him and then mid second
2: Mid-se- yeah, and then him and I think right now is the cheapest Waddle will be this season. Um, you think so? has been
3: frustrated by like. He's, oh, he's
2: about to like start going crazy. He's still wide receiver seven. I know he's another guy. I don't really. He's not like a buy low. I someone that came of view as a buy high. Um, him and Olave. Uh, but Waddle, Waddle's kind of been a little bit underwhelming this year, where. I, if anyone if anyone's frustrated that has him, I may try to buy high on him. I'll probably send like if I'm a contender, I would send like two late first for Waddle without question. Um, and say I don't know. That's a guy that I've been like trying. I originally was gonna have a trade in place with like Nick Chubb and another piece for Waddle, but then Nick Chubb's knee exploded, so that kind of fell apart. <laughs> um yeah no literally we were talking about the trade like that monday and then i was like
0: fuck <laughs> <laughs> um yeah all right um any other trades you're doing Luna, or do you want me to go you can go um so i could do trades that i've done first i guess in our home league i traded and one of our viewers parker called to talk about my thoughts on it i trade away Derrick Henry, Jerome Ford, and a fourth for David Njoku, Antonio Gibson, and Traylon Burks. To me, this felt like it was a a sell high on Jerome Ford, definitely, and then kind of a sell high on Derrick Henry. I I missed it by a week. Um, But sell high on those two. For players, I think that I'm all buying super low on. Um, The commanders, Antonio Gibson had fumbling issues. he was getting very similar snap percentages to Brian Robinson. So I thought that was fine. I kind of just needed a warm body there. So that was why I went for Antonio Gibson, but Njoku and Traylon Burks were more the guys I was going after. Um, David Njoku, I think is one of those guys who is actually like a week in and week out starting tight end. Um, having Kyle Pitts, I should have if I started him this week, I would have won in my home league, um, but he had the fire issue like the day after I traded for him. Um, David Joku though, I think is very good in terms of he's got a good target percentage. He he is pretty a pretty focal point on this offense. Obviously, it's Amari Cooper first, but then I believe it's David Joku You could argue Elijah Moore. Um, it's just a team that hadn't put it together yet, but did have a string of very tough defenses right off the bat. Now they're going into the bye week, and then they have a much easier schedule coming up. I think David Njoku is going to look good for the rest of the season, especially with how low the bar is set at the tight end position currently. Um, I I think he'll be a very solid pickup. Traylon Burks is kind of that risk-reward guy for me. Um, I think this year might just be another throwaway year for Traylon Burks in terms of he's got that lingering knee issue. Um, He's going to be out, I would assume, this week as well as he was last week. Um, And DeAndre Hopkins still exists and is still putting up a pretty nasty target share. But at some point, the philosophy on this Titans team is going to change. They can't always be running the ball. Um, Ryan Tannehill is on his way out. I don't know what that starting quarterback situation is going to look like. I don't know what any of this Titans team is going to look like. But I'm still yeah. buying into Traylon Bricks, the player who, when is health, when is fully healthy, which has been short-lived so far, has been really good. But it's just that's the risk reward there it's he hasn't been healthy i could just be buying a jerry judy part two where it's just exciting player but can never put it together kind of thing but i figured at the price of someone i picked up in the fifth round of a rookie draft and aging Derek henry i thought it was fine um as far as trades i'm looking to do in the third and 20 league i sent out a trade it hasn't been accepted rejected countered or anything but it does build off the um what is it the uh, trading for olave um i would send cd lamb this is big All right <laughs> might need to get our uh, uh notebooks out here and write it down i'd be sending cd lamb travis etn a 2025 first, a 2025 second, and a 2024 second. So Lam, Etienne a first and two seconds. Four Drake That's London, Olave, Brees Hall, and Mac Jones. Ooh. Hasn't been accepted, just rejected, just countered.
3: Etienne.
0: Yeah, a top five wide receiver, a top ten running back a first and two seconds for a top 10 receiver, a top 30 receiver, a top 10 running back and a quarterback.
3: Who were the players players you were getting again? It
0: was Brees Hall. Olave London and Mac Jones.
1: Oh, Olave London. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me, let me do some math here. <laughs> I told you, we might need to get our notebooks out here. This trade is fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I texted a person and I was like, you're incoming, like, this one's wild. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah, it's nice to be in the, like this, this league. I feel like I have a lot of flexibility with, with where my team's at and what I can do. Um. Yeah, so... Keep trade cut says that I uh, I mean keep trade cut I would advise it's not really worth when you're putting in all these pieces in a in a trade calculator.
1: Um but would you okay, well here's here's would you rather have C D in a second or Olave and Mac Jones? Olave and
3: Mac CD Jones in a second or Olave Uh, I'd rather Mac Jones. That's close. Are we assuming like a random second? Sure. Yeah.
1: Now, would you rather have Brees Hall or Etienne in
3: a second? Brees Hall?
0: Maybe ETN. Brees Hall. I'm still so high on Brees Hall. I might be E T N there. Because how
1: I've broken down the trade is that um london and the twenty-five i i'd rather have london so i think you're winning that part of the trade Brees hall for etn in a second i think i'd rather have etn in the second and then you have i think this is the real crux of it olave and mac jones or cd lamb in that second yeah because it i think it really depends on how you value cd lamb compared to olave and whether like if you're the person that legitimately has CeeDee Lamb at that wide receiver three and thinks Olave is a tier down, or if you're kind of like what we were saying earlier, and thinking that Olave and CeeDee Lamb are in the same tier, then I think that you could see why, like, and if that's your line of thinking, then yeah, that's why you like this trade, especially because you're getting a pretty decent price on Mac Jones in London. It is
3: funny looking at it in terms of, it was
0: four, wait, were they at, no, they weren't all the same draft class. Um, It's 3.22 first and 2021 first, late 2021 first for CD Lamb, ETN, two seconds in the first. I don't know. Um... I mean, my rationale about it was kind of the same where it's, I feel like I'm buying a bunch of players at their depressed value for players that I think are at their, what they should be worth Um, with a little smidge extra in the, it's Keep Trade Cut says I'm giving up a late second extra in value Um, or a Derek Carr in value. Um, And to me, I think it's worth it to just get into those players that I all really like. I don't know if I really like Mac Jones. But he's a warm-body quarterback that I think will be in the league, and I think he'll be starting for – he'll be getting playing time still for a while. I'm much more confident in Mac Jones than um, Dan. I think he'll be the Patriots. He'll probably be the Patriots starter again next season.
1: Another trade I was thinking of doing, this is, I guess, almost going more into, like – uh philosophical debate but i've got this contending team i lost nick chubb i have a good amount of draft picks at my disposal i've got a first two seconds three thirds um for this draft class so i've got some shit to kind of play around with two tight end league is it worth trying to move these picks around for contending pieces or and I've kind of noticed this from the draft. Like, with this two-tight end thing going on, I feel like the in a 12-team league, these draft picks now become so so much more valuable because these um, these random tight ends are now actually pretty good. Like, your Cole Komet can now actually blossom into a first-round pick-type valuation almost where, as much, if not just as much, as the running backs can.
0: Where does someone like... Um are now washington go in rookie drafts he's gonna still go in the third round okay
1: that like the, the tight ends go up are increased a little bit more but i think it's more so the good tight ends are now actually valued yeah. more so gotcha. than like all tight ends are now insanely valued i think it's similar to the qbs where it's like the really good ones you really fucking want but if you're a trash qb you're still gonna be worth yeah. like a third
3: Okay, so
0: in that essence, I don't know. I feel like you hold the picks.
1: So, like, yeah, these third round picks now. I'm thinking, man, especially last year, man. If you were picking up like the the the, the guys who picked up Musgraves and Laporta's and whatnot in the early seconds and thirds and whatnot, just oh, wherever deal. they fell, man, those are great picks. And yeah, this is a really good tight end class. But I think you could go back. And just look at if you were the dude scoop, like if you just had extra picks to scoop up tight ends at cost, you're almost bound to hit on one, not necessarily long-term, but a lot of these guys have at least looked like they were going to hit initially. Cole Komet was probably a dude you could have sold for a pretty penny at his heyday in a two tight end yeah. league. Um, I mean, Dallas Goddard has almost panned out. Mike Gusecki, there was definitely a sell window at some point with him. For sure um i'm just trying to think of random tight ends off the top of my head that were like decent draft prospects
3: um noel fan
1: had like a pretty uh, he, yeah, had,
2: he had like a window bottom, where he was like, he, so
1: even a guy like a kate otten though let's say you pick up kate Otten late third round even if you can't see because i can't really i have him i can't really sell him for a lot Two tight end league, like my second tight end rotational kind of pieces. It's kind of nice. You know, he's low he's yeah. at least plays like
0: Yeah. No yeah, that's true. Just, Dude. Is it harder to get a tight end in this league than a quarterback? Yes, it's
1: so annoying. Okay. Um well I, I think the problem is is that uh the there's just not a lot of good tight ends. So no. no. I there's well, just I, more good quarterbacks.
0: The problem is too, like starting quarterbacks like every team has a starting quarterback but like when you're looking at tight ends right like someone (laughs) like derm Smythe or like uh i'm trying to think of who else like maybe conklin um especially now with the Zach wilson there yeah i could see where that becomes like a huge issue of your tight end uh, whoever the heck is tight end now for the Bengals. um yeah all I think, I think I just hold the picks.
1: What really makes this league annoying is um, a mid-tight end is now really firmly in the mixing Paradox, right? A guy like a Friar you now have to invest some serious cash to acquire any of those types of tight ends. Yeah. And that is not helpful to make a market liquid unless you're willing to pay that first round pick for that kind of tight end. Mm-hmm. And I, can I imagine how so many.
2: many. No, I can imagine so many of those prices getting on, like, what's, like, an Evan Ingram
3: value that for points per game. He's been at, like, tight end six. Um, Two-time in the league is crazy, especially
1: this yeah, season. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think my strategy going forward is just going to be that I'm going to forego spending top-tier assets on the tight end position, and I'm just going to use these thirds and whatnot to scoop them up at cost, and hopefully I hit on a couple and have decent depth
0: um yeah i think that's the move
1: but it's definitely an interesting challenge these two i i wouldn't recommend it though i'm not really a huge fan of the two tight end league (laughs) i'm not really i don't really like it i will say me Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and um so in one of my other leagues uh we did a best ball draft i'm a co-owner of it with parker one of our viewers we just completely neglected the tight end position like to the extreme. We did not give a fuck about tight ends. And we were able to draft like the nastiest team, like a complete just destroyer of a team. Because in the fourth round, people are taking Friarmouth. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll nab up like Garrett Wilson and then Drake London and then, you know, like this player and that player. Everyone's like, yeah, give me, give me a Joku in the fifth. Fuck yeah. I was like, dude, fuck that.
3: Um, No, I can't imagine
2: how
1: crazy a draft like that is for two tight ends. I like that aspect of it. Uh, No, I I think that's it. Made it this far. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate it. Um, Like, subscribe, all that stuff. We love y'all. We'll catch you next Tuesday. Peace out.
3: Thanks everyone.